Well, I just want to say good evening and thank you for coming tonight uh, to hear a little bit about um, our stories of how the Lord has impacted our lives not only on a personal level, but also on a professional level. And I came from a different background. I came from, um, you know, a half-Italian family. My grandmother had a shrine in her kitchen <laughs> with a candle lit to the Lord 24-7. And she was in constant prayer uh, when she was cooking and when she was cleaning and whenever she was um, walking in her life. So I grew up with that experience. And... So, in my early 20s, I want to talk a little bit about how the Lord moved in my life. I had been attending church because that's how I was raised. I went to church every Sunday. And, um, but in my early 20s, I started asking the Lord, there's got to be more to my faith in this than just going through the ritual of Mass and going to Mass every Sunday and then during the week I go off and I try to be as good as I can and God knows I tried um, but we all have that sinful nature in our spirit and sometimes it's hard to live exactly how the Lord would want us to live so when I was living at my Italian grandmother's and she was off in Italy she had a Bible there a red leather bound Bible with gold leafing around the edges and it was like calling to me so when I was sad or discouraged about life and here I was in the working world and kind of disillusioned by what was happening in my life I would open this book because I was living there by myself and I would read the Bible at night and it was uncanny how when I would open it the passages I would read oftentimes were relevant to what I was dealing with so it was the Word of God speaking to me and helping me get through difficult times as a single woman but like I said, I was praying and you know, I said, Lord, there's got to be more to Mass. I seem to not get, if I don't like the priest or something, I don't get as much out of it. And, and it came very clearly because the Spirit of God lives in us. Jesus Christ left that for us. That's why he sits at the right hand of, a fa of his Father and he gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us and to be our comforter. So I would hear, like a download in my head, read my word and will never leave a void. So I started going to Mass and reading along with the lectern. And what I found is that that word was feeding my spirit, and oftentimes the word had a message for me. And I would leave there, and during the week, I would, I would carry those words with me. So on a professional level, I felt like the Lord was saying, you've got to write a book. I was running the outpatient nutrition clinic at Rush Medical Center, and I was changing lives with the nutrition information I was providing. But I, I said, you know, I don't know how to write a book. So then I would say, Lord, show me how to write a book. And two days later, I would get a call. My girlfriend says, you know, you've been thinking about writing that book. There's a how to self-publish course at the Learning Annex. Why don't you go take it? So I did. And it seemed like every question I posed to the Lord, the answer would come very quickly. Now remember, in our faith, we are taught to seek the Lord. But I think sometimes, especially coming out of college and thinking we got it all figured out, we want to try to handle our lives ourselves instead of seeking Him. But what I found is, is, when I sought the Lord, all of a sudden the revelation and the answer started coming. So I just kept seeking Him and kept seeking Him. Well, 
it came to the point where I had, um, I was in Florida, my parents, I was va vacationing with my parents, and it came to me to write the book, just start writing the ideas on index cards. So over my vacation in Florida, every time an idea came that I wanted to include in the book, I wrote it on an index card. And by the end of the vacation, I was able to sort those index cards into chapters. And when I got home, I started putting this book together. <coughs> the first book I, I authored, I sold those thousand copies because I had clients waiting for my book to come out and everything. So I went to print again. This time, however, I wanted to print more books. And the financial um, demand of it was pretty great. And I had the first $15,000, but I didn't know where the other 15000 was going to come to pay for these books. So the, I kept hearing the Spirit of the Lord say to me, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open." So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask. Lord, I need $15,000 to pay for this second, you know, for, the, for when the books are finished. And I'm going to trust that you are going to help me get that money. Well, eight months went by as I prepared the book. And I'm a month before that bill is due. And I still don't know where the money's coming from. So I kept praying, and every time I went to Mass, I gave a little bit more than was comfortable. Financially, I was feeling strapped, I'll be honest with you. So one day, I'm walking, my condo is, was on Dearborn, uh, right next to uh, Division, 1250 North Dearborn. And I was coming down, a heading east on Division near Dearborn, and there was a man standing at the corner, and he said, Ma'am, you know, I'm diabetic, and he was selling Streetwise, and he said, I just need to grab a sandwich. And I had a $5 bill and a $10 bill in my wallet. And again, feeling financially strapped and not knowing where, how I was going to pay for that bill, I said, here's the five. I said to the Lord, he can get a sandwich with a $5 bill. <laughs> so he took the five and he said, God bless you. And, you know, I looked up and I said, okay, God, I'm waiting for you to bless me. <laughs> and in my spirit, even though part of me wanted to not t trust in the Lord, I kept fighting that with every, every bit of my being. And then I walked 50 feet. I'm almost to my door, and a kid from the suburbs comes up to me and says, Ma'am, my car got towed across town. All I have is credit cards, and I know it's about $10 to get across town. Um, could you help me out? And I only had that 10 in my wallet. And again, feeling financially strapped, I said, You know, I'm going to trust that everything I have, Lord, is from you, and when I give this 10, you're going to bless me. So I gave him the 10. He said, I'll pay you back. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. And I walked in my building. And I just, the timeline on this, I just want you to understand, was a matter of a five-minute timeline from the first guy to the second guy, okay? And then maybe another minute to get to my elevator. And riding up my elevator, if I could explain to you that when you hear the Spirit of God speak to you, it sounds like somebody's talking in your head, but it's not you talking to yourself. So it's like a download. So I hear very clearly, like I'm speaking to you, when you give, you'll receive a thousandfold. And I'm like, you know, I thought I read in the Bible, wasn't it a hundredfold? You know, I was kind of like questioning God. Like, you know. So I, I get up the elevator, I walk down my hall, and I get to the door, and the phone is ringing. So we're talking less than 10 minutes from start to finish. Now I gave $15 away. I pick up the phone, and it's a woman from Roche Pharmaceuticals. They were doing 
um, mall events across the country where they were going to have a doctor, an image consultant, and a dietitian, and a chef um, talk about weight management. And they said, we got the presentation all set up for you. This was a Thursday. They wanted me in Milwaukee on Friday. We'll pay you $1,000 for half a day. Now, I don't know if any of you know about dietitian salaries in the hospital, but $1,000 for half a day is really good money, you know. <laughs> so I was like, are you kidding? And she said, you know, I said, do you just need me for a half a day? And she said, well, actually, I felt bad because it's, you know, it's Friday and the weekend's coming. I don't know if you have any plans. But, you know, no, we would pay you 2000 for the whole day. I said, well, sign me up. And I said, you know, do you just need me for Friday? And she said, no, you know, actually, if you would help us out for the weekend, that would be great. I said, so you mean to tell me if I help you out for the weekend, you're going to pay me $6,000 for this weekend? And she said, yes. I said, oh, wow, sign me up. She said, you know what, you've been so gracious. I have two other cities I need to book. I gave away $15 that day. I made $16,000 that month. And that is by the grace of God that I was able to pay for my books. Now, some people may say it's coincidence, but I know that our pastor here calls them God incidences, that God is active in our lives and he's moving in our lives and he does care about our profession and what we're doing to help others and he cares about the little things. It's not about it's got to be so big to go to the Lord for. You can go to the Lord for little things. And even you can go for financial support and help. It's, you're not limited. He is your Father. He loves you more than anybody. And when you go before Him, He embraces you. And that's the thing. You know, He gave us free will. And until we turn to Him and seek Him and ask for guidance, He's going to let us be on our own. Because He wants us to come to Him out of love and need and not because He commanded us to. So, with that said, um, I, I wanted to just share with you this, the guide. I brought some if you're interested in taking a look at them. It's basically to me a Nutrition 101 guide. Information that I wanted to give my clients that they could take home and not have to have 10 sheets of paper, you know, and have a little resource information in the back for them to refer to what's in certain foods that they're choosing. So I hope that you hear the excitement in my voice about how the Lord delivers when you seek Him and you ask of Him because we all have that spirit in us. We just have to learn to tap into it. And, and really, the way the Lord guided me to tap into it is He said, read my word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it will not leave a void and He will never forsake us and He will never disappoint you. There's things we don't know that he knows sometimes when we say, well, I prayed something and it didn't happen. But he knows all. So keep that in mind. So I wanted to share with you some of those ideas that came on the card that ended up in my book. And talking about weight management, which is, you know, one of my passions, because I feel like a lot of my clients would say to me after I counseled them, I don't feel like I'm dieting. You know, I'm eating more than I was eating before. And this doesn't feel like a diet, and, and I have more energy, and, and my skin looks better, and, you know, just positive reinforcement for what I was teaching them. 
And I know that not everybody seeks the counsel of a dietitian, but for anybody who's struggling, I highly recommend it. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of us don't understand is how God put three natural appetite, appetite suppressants in our food, in our, in our diet. The number one appetite suppressant is adequate fluids in your diet. And I'll tell you, counseling thousands of people over a decade, that was the number one problem. Most people are not consuming enough H2O, enough free water in the body. So when you don't consume adequate fluids, or fluids that pull water out of the body, such as fluids high in sugar, caffeine, alcohol, that robs your body of water instead of replenishing the body's water. Our bodies, when we're born, are like 95% water. And as we age, they, you know, that goes down a little bit. But we're pretty much, majority of our body is water. So just a little uh, tip, for most women, six to eight cups of fluid is your maintenance level. And if you're out there exercising a half hour or an hour a day, you can add two to three cups of fluid to that number. And for men, most, most men need eight to 10 cups of fluid without activity. And again, for an hour, a half hour to an hour of activity, two to three cups of fluid around that. So when you do the math, you know, you're talking at least two quarts, if not three to four quarts of fluid a day. And what happens is, for those of you that are carb cravers, when you don't take in adequate fluid, the body craves carbs because it's really smart. When you ingest carbohydrates, the final byproduct of digestion is carbon dioxide and water. So your body knows if you have a bowl of pasta, you're going to get some water. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the most calorically efficient way to get your free water. So with that said, the other natural appetite suppressant that God gave us, it's so wonderful, and he gave Adam and Eve all the fruits and the vegetables and said, you can eat, but don't eat of this one. And it's our human nature to eat of the one he told us not to, right? We're like kids at heart. But fruits and vegetables are high in dietary fiber. And the recommendation for dietary fiber is 25 to up to 40 grams of fiber per day. All right? And I'll just tell you that the average person takes in less than 10, but most often about 5 grams of fiber. So again, if you're a carb craver, chances are you're not getting enough free water and you're not getting enough uh, fruits and vegetables with dietary fiber. The fiber in the fruits and vegetables acts as a mesh in your stomach to slow the release of the food fuel into your system, like a fuel injection engine in your car. So if you don't have that and you put pasta, which is white flour processed, for example, or white rice, and it hits the acid in your stomach, it disintegrates, and you never get distension of the stomach to send a signal to the brain on full. Alright? So, another suggestion. At your meals, try to have at least a cup to two cups of vegetable. And if your system's a little sensitive, you can steam or cook those vegetables to make them a little easier to digest. Cooking or steaming does not break down. It, it softens the fibers. You do not lose dietary fiber. Okay? Um, and most of your vegetables, like a half a cup, is two to three grams of fiber, and a piece of fresh fruit, two to three grams as well. So the food guideline, food guidelines for fruit, two to four servings a day. Food guidelines for vegetables, three to five servings, three to five cups 
generally is what I recommend to my clients. And if, you, if you're at like a half a cup right now, you gradually bring your fiber intake up to the recommended level. Don't go straight there. Don't get a box of all bran and try to, you know, get your 20 grams in one thing because you'll be miserable. Now the last, but the most, the most prominent appetite suppressant in the diet is adequate protein, which most of us as, as Americans do get. Um, and oftentimes, sometimes to the excess. So God gave us two hands, and the palm of your hand is both palms in the day would be about the amount of protein in ounces you should have. So my palms are about a three ounce palm. Most men have about a five ounce, four to five ounce palm. So for women, we recommend no more than around six, seven ounces of protein in the day. For men, eight to ten ounces of protein in your day. Um, there's also vegetables that are high in protein, legumes, beans, lentils, um, nuts and seeds. These are other sources of protein and when you when you read about what, how much protein is in an ounce of meat, there's about seven grams of protein in one ounce of meat. So if you like vegetable burgers, for example, and you read on the label it has 14 grams of protein, that would be like having two ounces of meat of clothes. So for a woman, you maybe have one, and for a man, maybe you have two veggie burgers to get that protein at that meal. But that's just, you know, real quick synopsis of the three natural appetite suppressants in your diet, adequate fluids, adequate dietary fiber, and adequate protein. And then you'll find that you don't carb crave so much. And with that, um, I'm going to wrap up. And thank you again for your attention. Thank you.